Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a free 30-day trial when you visit www.audibletrial.com slash teacher recharge. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Just go to audibletrial.com slash teacher recharge today. My name is Fred Kep. I'm the host of the Teacher Recharge podcast. And when people ask me if I have any kids, I say, yeah, of course, I, I have a dog. Anyways, let's get started with the show. Recharge listeners, welcome back to another edition of the Teacher Recharge Podcast. My name is Frank Kep. I'm your host, and today we have another unique and inspiring guest for you today. His name is Ryan Tarletsky, is a journalism teacher at Circle High School here in Kansas, and he does a lot of stuff under that journalism. I mean, photojournalism, yearbook, lots of stuff. He explains it in the interview. You're going to enjoy this. He's been teaching for three years. He's also a high school baseball coach at East High School, which is the high school I coach at. So he's a pretty interesting individual. I think you're going to really, really like this interview. You're going to take a lot from it, and it'll start your week off on a positive note, guaranteed. So without further ado, enjoy the interview with Ryan. All right, everybody, how's it going? Welcome to another edition of the Teacher Recharge Podcast. Across from me, here in Wichita, Kansas, is another amazing, wonderful guest, a good friend. His name is Ryan Tarletsky, and he is a high school teacher of many, many things at Circle High School. So instead of like me just trying to rant through them, I mean, obviously you've heard some stuff in the intro, but I'm going to let him kind of explain the mini moons that he covers. First off, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm yeah. good. How about you? You know, I'm doing I'm doing pretty dang well. So tell us about all of these different things that you're teaching at this one school. It's like you wear many hats. I do. They kind of trust me with a little too much, maybe. <laughs> but I teach photography, advanced photography, yearbook, journalism, audio video, sports broadcasting, and a kind of like a seminar, a freshman study hall type thing. So which one is your favorite? Ooh, you had to know that was coming. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's an easy question. It's it's photography. I yeah. feel like in that class, we get to do as many creative things as possible. I think with with yearbook is creative, audio video is creative, journalism is interesting, but in photography, it gives kids a creative outlet that, and I tell the kids a lot of the time, if you can't sing, if you can't dance, if you can't draw, you can't paint, you can't write, photography is a pretty easy outlet <laughs> yeah. to be creative yeah. in. Definitely. One one thing I want to ask, I've always wanted to, to have an arts kind of teacher on my, my show just because I want to ask this question. How do you grade something like that? <laughs> I feel like it's so subjective. Like, how do you how do you grade that? I I learned quickly that I have standards that I want the kids to meet. I have specific prompts. Either we'll work with for photography, for example, we'll have to do we'll work with a specific setting on the camera. 
And then if the kids want to go above and beyond and do creative things with that, every assignment I do has extra credit involved. Okay. So if they want to go above and beyond and show creativity, they can get extra credit. Or if they just want to show me that they know how to operate the camera, then they'll get their points. But okay. I, I have a lot of, as the semester goes on and we, we understand the equipment a little bit better, the projects get more open-ended and, and creative in that aspect. So basically, you're putting a basic level that mm-hmm. you want everyone to meet yep. and then saying, have fun with that. Yep. Like after Absolutely. that, just flip yeah. and kill it. You yeah. know, that is really awesome. I've always wondered that. I mean, especially because I went through an art course at Friends University and I made a, I mean, a B minus or a C. I'm still, so I'm not salty at all, but now, I, see, that, that's better than me. My first photography class at Friends, I got a, a D and I didn't miss <laughs> any assignments. And then Two years later, I was working as a sports photographer for the local news station. So. Yeah, so that's awesome. I don't like the whole time when I got that when I got that grade. I was like, "How?" Like, I feel like if I went in and asked, he'd he'd have to say, "Well, it's because I don't really like you, man." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I'm still petty about it, but you know, almost six years down the road, who's counting? Right, exactly. And and obviously, you're you're doing some pretty cool things now because we didn't even mention the other thing is that you're a coach as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. You coach baseball yes. at East, which is the high school I coach at. You played baseball in college mm-hmm. too. Yep. So what position? A little bit of everything. I got recruited as a shortstop. Then I pitched, caught a little bit, played outfield. So not an expert at anything. Just good enough, I guess, to hang around for a couple of years. Does not make a good coach though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's kind of my claim to fame there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just kind of know a little bit of everything except everything. for goalkeeper. But no, that's really awesome. I always start off my my interviews with with the same question and cuz this is a podcast that focuses on helping teachers start their week with a positive mindset and really just hit the week with that let's get things done kind of attitude. What are you doing to start your week off before you hit the classroom on a Monday? You know, I I listen to a few of your podcasts and it's funny listening to people who have elementary school, middle school, and I remember somebody saying they got up on the desks and yeah. danced. And some people talk about giving high fives and stuff like that. I'm still not adjusting to being a morning person every yeah. single day, <laughs> and especially on Mondays. But I have I have a 25 minute drive, and I just kind of plug in my my headphones and listen to music and podcasts and stuff like that, and mentally get ready. But as far as the class goes, what I like to do is I like to recap what we did last week. I mean. Mm-hmm. These kids can't hardly remember what they had for breakfast. Yeah. And so when they come in Monday morning, <laughs> so true. I kind of ease into it. We talk about our weekends and then we go back and say, all right, so last week we were doing this. What troubles did we have? How can we adjust to that? And then let's get this done today. Yeah. And so setting goals and expectations at the start of the class is kind of how I how I get us going. My A question that just came up in my mind is you said you like putting your headphones and you listen to podcasts and stuff like that. I've actually never asked... And I can't believe I've never asked a- another athlete this, but like, how does the way you get ready for a Monday, like the the drive you like to a, to school on a Monday, how does that differ, or how is that alike to the way you'd prepare for a baseball game? Say, I, I'm a fairly analytical person, so before games, I would like to kind of look at scouting reports and see who key players okay. were and stuff to look at. And in the mornings, I'm kind of thinking to myself. Okay, how can I get this kid involved? I, I usually have classes that are obviously project based, 
And so I, I'm always thinking, how can I get this kid involved? You know, what worked well last time, last semester, this was awful. How can I improve on it this time? And so it's, it's all about trying to think two or three moves ahead. Yeah. In my first year, it was all about surviving yeah. <laughs> to the next bell and making sure that no kid basically punched another kid. Yeah. That, my goals were set pretty low first year. And so now in year three, it's all about thinking about, okay, what, what do I need to do this class to set up the next class to set up the next one? Yeah. You, you just said like, oh, you know, my first year, like the bar was kind of low, but I think that's kind of important. I feel like a lot of teachers or a lot of people in general, like even if you just get like a brand new job or something, you always want to go in and experience that instant gratification because it is, you know, it's 2019. So we want to, we want to go in and we want to be immediately successful but if you're smart enough to do what you've done and, and say like, okay, I just want to survive, I just want to survive the day and get through the get through the coursework, like that's not bad and it's pretty easy to outdo then, yeah. yeah. So I really want to ask you because you are not your normal kind of teacher because photography not your normal class is what makes you you like what makes you a unique teacher? I have I like to think I have a lot of energy, but our class schedules are 92 minutes. And I think what gives me a different perspective is I was taking teaching classes at Wichita State during my first two years while I was teaching. Mm -hmm. And so instead of having a student teaching apprenticeship or any kind of college courses, I was learning on the job while taking education classes. And Mm -hmm. so I was getting a firsthand perspective of, all right, I'm a student right now and I don't enjoy this in my class. So if I'm a teacher, how can I make sure my students don't do this? And so I think something I do different is I can't focus for 92 straight minutes. So I know my kids aren't going to sit down for 92 minutes. And so in almost every single class, we're leaving the classroom at some point. Mm -hmm. And my school has been really great about trusting me with that. But photography, audio, video, yearbook, journalism, we're we're getting out of the class at some point. We're going to go talk to somebody. We're going to go take pictures of something. We're going to go practice with our cameras. I mean, I just can't. We're not going to sit still for 90 yeah. minutes. And I know other teachers do a good job of of trying to have hands-on activities, but I think there's other places to learn rather than just inside the classroom. That is so cool. And what's also cool about that is like even in speaking, like you said, you're, there's no way that your, your students could, you know, focus for 92 minutes. Well, I, I give a 45 minute presentation and the first like 15 minutes are all about just like having games, having fun with the students and stuff just because they can't even f- focus for 45 minutes. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you have to get them interested. You have to get them gripped somehow. You have to get them drawn into to what you're trying to teach, which I, I really love to hear that. You know what's funny about the whole time period we're talking about is my very first class that I had, I thought, okay, you know, 90 minutes, it's kind of long. It's not that bad. And so I set up this whole kind of in- introduction where I talked about, you know, I'm a new teacher. I worked at the news station. I worked here. This is my background. This is my expertise. And I was like, this is going to be great. This is going to be engaging. This is going to get kids involved. Four minutes. That's all it took. (laughs) And I look up and there's no questions. No one's talking. Everyone's just sitting there like, man, I can't believe summer's over. This class sucks. (laughs) And I'm just thinking like, hey, you know, we only have 88 more minutes to go. (laughs) And it's my first class. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, what did I get into? Only 88 more yeah, minutes no to kidding. go. no kidding. My goodness, that is hilarious. So next question, 
what is something that you have failed at and what was your solution? Well, I'm sure I'm still failing at a lot of stuff. Well, everybody is, yeah. yeah. But like, what is something that stands out, I guess, that you failed at that maybe you learned from or like you're still learning from? I'm still walking the the line with consistency, really. Mm -hmm. Um, I have consistency in my lessons and my energy, but... There's some rules and guidelines in the class that I, I don't have. I'm not very consistent with. I mean, yeah. I hate, I hate when students do anything on Snapchat. It drives me nuts. Yeah. They're not focusing. But I also know when I was a student, when I was in class not that long ago, like if I get a text, I can micromanage. I can still listen. And so I'm I'm trying to walk that line of allowing the kids to. I mean, I have I have 15, 16, 17 year olds, and I'm trying to walk that line with. Okay, I trust you to be responsible with your cell phone and and talking to your neighbor briefly. I mean, I don't want to run a dictatorship in my class, but I I still need to be able to follow up a little bit more with. All right, no cell phones right now. If it's out, I'll take it. Yeah. So I probably just a little bit more classroom management would yeah. be would be it. That's really interesting. I feel like a lot of teachers struggle with that all the way to the college level even. I think we've all probably had that teacher that stands at the the door when the class starts and you give them your cell phone and they put it in a little box and you yeah. get it on the way out. And to an extent, I kind of I, I respect that. I just don't want to be that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for real. No, I totally get that. You know what's uh, you know that kind of brings up something you you said a little earlier too about how you were taking classes and then you were you were making changes based on like, oh, well, I don't want that in my class. That's so interesting because like, I feel like that's kind of how I am still with coaching is like, I've, I'm still playing obviously. And I've been through quite a bit as far as soccer goes. And a lot of those coaches, a lot of our teachers, a lot of that stuff, like think back to that and think, man, I really didn't like this so-and-so because they did this and this and then don't do that. And then, like, you're not annoying. Yeah. And that's awesome. Yeah. Because, I mean, let's be honest, at the end of the day, to get respect, you probably need to be giving it. We are at the break. We're going to go ahead, take a little break, thank a sponsor, and we will be right back. Do you enjoy listening to this podcast? Are you passionate about crafting better leaders on your campus, increasing your school's community, and reducing bullying, depression, and the things that surround these subjects? Well, if you answered yes to one or both of those questions, consider going to my website, friendmotivates.com, and learning about the love and success approach to leadership. What's all this? What's the love and success approach to leadership? Well, I'll answer. It's a three-step approach that will help your students love themselves and others. What are the three steps? Pretty simple. I believe that to be able to love and accept and acknowledge others to our full potential, we have to first be able to love, acknowledge, and accept ourselves. So, I will help your students set moral standards that are based on the person they want to be refuse to settle for anything less than those moral standards. And then when we have the confidence gained by those two steps, we can then acknowledge, accept, and empower other people to do amazing things. So when you go to fredmotivates.com, you can either contact me to see about bringing me to your school, or you can go to fredmotivates.com slash shop and buy the Acknowledge Someone tea or the Acknowledge Someone Baseball Tee, or the Table of Love mug. Anything you do in that realm is going to help me get my message to more schools across the country and continue delivering 
content like this podcast you are listening to now. And when you enter the code teacher recharge at checkout on that shop, you'll receive 10% off your entire order. That's teacher recharge at checkout at fredmotivates.com slash shop. Thank you so much. Back to the show. We are back on a brisk night in Wichita, Kansas, and I am here with Ryan Tarletsky, which is, by the way, one of the greatest last names of all time, just so everyone knows. And with that said, it is my favorite part of the show of the week of my entire life. It is story time. So, Ryan, I am sorry for that. That was weird. (laughs) No, you can carry a note. Not bad. (laughs) But all right, this is just so you know, if this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, we always do story time, which is where I shut up because like, yikes, I talk too much and you just get to hear the guest's best story. Now that story could be funny. It could be sad. It could be motivating. It could be downright offensive. Hopefully we get a little bit of everything. Ryan, you have the floor. It is story time. I think the best story I have is the first day ever teaching and that goes to my first full day as a substitute doing PE at an elementary school and it was the first day I was completely by myself no no other PE teacher no paras no nothing and I was thinking okay you know it's not it's not gonna be that bad very first class the PE instructions were empty balloon bucket so okay I don't know what we're going to do for 50 minutes. I have kindergartners and there's these half empty, half inflated balloons. And for 50 minutes, they just kicked those stupid things around the gym and they loved it. I mean, it was just like, can you imagine the the SpongeBob where he runs around and his hands are in the air? He's just got these straight legs. They did that for 50 minutes and it was awesome. And so the very next class, I'm thinking, okay, it'll be great. Second graders, we start, We I'm trying to give instructions and this little girl won't stop talking. She won't stop talking. And, you know, I give her the warning. If you keep talking, you're going to have to sit out. And so, of course, she keeps talking and I put her off to the side. I'm like, okay, sit here for 10 minutes and you can come back and play. I turned my back for it had to be like 90 seconds. She got up, tried to run and steal a ball from another kid. And they just collide faces. <laughs> kid loses a tooth. Oh, my her, gosh. Her nose is bleeding. <laughs> what? The kid is just gushing blood. And so I have to send him and another I sent everybody to the nurse, and the only one to come back right away is the little girl who's in trouble. And so she's mad. I'm talking to her like, you know, are you okay? You should have stayed. You should have sat down, this and that. 60 seconds later, fire alarm goes off. I have no idea if this is a drill or if it's real. There's no signs anywhere. And so I open the first door that's close to us to see if it's an exit, and it's a storage closet. Before I could close the door, 10 of these second graders are piling into a closet. Like, if this is a fire, we got to get the hell out of here. You can't just sit in here. (laughs) And so we finally find the exit and the kids are out there running around and stuff. And, and so I'm like, okay, like this can't, it can't get any worse than this. And we go back inside. And at that point, the second grade homeroom teacher is there to pick them up. And, and the little girl who got in trouble and, and busted her nose on the way out, she's like, you know, you're mean, you're going to hell. And, at that point, I was so flustered my very first day. Rather than taking the high road and saying like, oh, you know, you, we'll see you later. It was good to see you. I, I should have had a better filter. But when she said, you're mean, you're going to hell. 
I, I said a little too loudly, yeah, I'll see you there. <laughs> and so, you know, maybe dealing with high schoolers is where I'm supposed to be instead, yeah, right. of, instead of second grade. Definitely, man. That is so funny, man. That's probably top 10, maybe even the best story that has ever been on the podcast. That is great. Clearly, I'm a glutton for punishment if that didn't scare me away from teaching. I was going to say, that does sound like a high schooler. <laughs> Man, I there was nothing difference. to prepare me for that. That's insane. Just like so many things in such little time. And that beat out my other story of a student who was... We went outside and took photos. I mean, I love to go outside when it's nice out. Yeah. I'm tired of the kids waiting inside. And the other story I was going to tell was we went outside and we were working on a specific photography prompt. And this kid was waiting on his camera. And he was just kind of like happily jogging around a tree. And then he falls into this puddle of mud. Well, he slipped on a half of a body of a dead squirrel that got chopped up from the mowers. Oh, my God. And so he's got squirrel guts all over him. And covered in mud on the other side. And all I hear from him when he stands up is, I slept on a dead squirrel. <laughs> that made my day, though. I felt really good about that. Oh, my gosh. You have had some crazy experiences for only like three years yeah, of teaching. That's, that's amazing. Sure. Going back to that first one, I can just imagine like this little, this little tiny person saying, you're going to hell. It, it was almost crazy. like a scene out of like an Adam Sandler movie or something. I... I, I really should have said anything else, but I'll see you there. Yeah. You know, like, no, I'm not going there. Neither are you. You're a sweet girl. No, let's call a spade a spade. She wasn't that sweet. <laughs> yeah. That's made my day. And with that said, we're about out of time. So if people want to get at you, if they want to email you, if they want to follow you, anything like that. How can they do that? If they want to reach you, whatever. How can they how can they do that? Easiest way would be my school email and I'll go ahead and spell my last name in case some of you are, are afraid of trying to spell Tarletsky. It's super easy. R T A R L E T S K Y at USD three seven five dot org. Sweet. And do you have any like Instagram, Twitter, anything like that? You know, I had a Twitter and then I changed the password one time and I don't remember what it is. So in one way or another, I'm slowly weaning myself off of social media. Wow. Interesting. Sweet. Well, we'll have a, a link to that email in the description. So should not be that hard. Even if you can't spell the name, it'll be A on the title of the episode and then B in the description. So pretty simple getting at him has never been easier so if you or someone that you know would be great for this podcast just go ahead and email me at teacher recharge podcast at gmail.com once again that is teacher recharge podcast at gmail.com if you want to learn more about what i speak about when i go to schools yes i go to schools and i speak what yeah it's called the love and success approach to leadership i'd love to come serve you and your students so you can go ahead and visit my website fredmotivates.com and you know what, Ryan? I appreciate it. We all appreciate it. You've definitely made everyone's week, for sure. That's what I'm here for. Awesome. Giggles. <laughs> Sweet. Well, thank you so much, and uh, yeah. We're finally at the end of the show, which means it is time for our weekly challenge. Now, each week I take a topic that was brought up in the interview, and I challenge you to go try it with your students. 
This week, Ryan talked about getting his students out of the traditional classroom setting and taking them on walks during class and things like that, if it is nice out, of course. So my challenge to you is just to get them out of their desk. You don't necessarily have to take them out of the classroom, but if you can get them out of their desk, whether it be for a little quick stretch break or to play a little game or do a little exercise, that's actually going to refocus them. Bonus points if you can actually get them out of the classroom, but I know it's still pretty cold in most places. Let me know how it goes. Send an email, teacherrechargepodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear about it. And look forward to next week when we have Travis Johnson on the show. He is a financial expert. He's going to be talking everything from getting your high school students to save up for college to how you can implement some saving strategies and things to help relieve debt and all that good stuff. So look forward to that. Visit my website, fredmotivates.com slash shop. Use the code TEACHERRECHARGE at checkout to get 10% off your entire order and I do truly, truly appreciate that. That helps me get my message out to more schools, believe it or not. Thank you so much for listening this week. And until next week, much love. 